According to Relationships Australia, Christmas is considered one of the six most stressful of, of life's events, along with divorce, moving to a new house and changing jobs. Around one-third of survey respondents indicated that their family relationships were highly negatively affected at Christmas time due to work-life balance factors. More than one quarter of survey respondents reported that their family relationships were highly affected by issues relating to children from previous relationships. You can just imagine couples facing their first Christmas are often um, dealing with a dilemma of whose house or how do we celebrate Christmas? Where do we spend the time? Do we go to your family? Do we go to my family? Do they all come here? No, we don't want them all to come here. So do they go to your family? No, or whatever it might be. And, and that that's the, the second family that get next year or Boxing Day feel as they, can sometimes feel as though they're second best. Many Christmases are filled with images and scenes with Mary Jesus, uh, Joseph and baby Jesus, at times surrounded by shepherds and angels and wise men in a peaceful scene where you could hear a pin drop on the floor of hay. Images like this that we see in a nativity painting by Jacob de Becker. Now, I've only been in a room with a mum giving birth once. And that involved a team doing a C-section delivery. And I can speak from first-hand experience that this was not a peaceful experience when I was delivered against my will. Um, I was my parents' last child and I was a surprise. But for the mums here today, I wonder how many of you think of giving birth as a peaceful experience. Most mums I know... It usually takes a few years for the memories of birth to fade before they're ready to go back there again. The delivery room is not an image of peace that I would be thinking of, nor a baby the size of baby Jesus that we have in that painting there, reclining as if he's waiting for the next episode of Play School to be shown on TV. But even before the birth, there is evidence of it being a roller coaster ride for Mary and Joseph. Take the Annunciation. It was an announcement to Mary that she, an unmarried virgin, was going to become a mum. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 34, we read this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman. The Lord is with you. Now listen to this. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be very great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a throne, the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? 
I'm a virgin. Now, for those who have experienced an unplanned pregnancy and not been married, then my guess you can appreciate what Mary would be dealing with, and it would be a big... While today it may not be as stressful, I'm sure that you can forgive Mary if her first reaction of the news of the Annunciation, that she, a virgin, unmarried, was going to become pregnant, that her first reaction would not be, gee, I feel so peaceful inside. Then you have Joseph. Imagine Mary fronting up to Joseph. Joseph, um, hey, sweetie, I've I've got some news. Um, You may want to sit down for this, but um, I'm pregnant. And we both know that you're not the father. Uh, It was God. I appreciate the artist's work by um, the artist named Tissot and his work uh, called The Anxiety of St. Joseph. Betrothed, but still unmarried, Mary and Joseph did not yet live together, making the news of her unexpected pregnancy a cause of deep concern. Ordinarily industrious, as the curled wood shavings around his feet attack, the carpenter hunches over his bench, lost in thought, unable to work. In the hope of catching a glimpse of Mary, he gazes out at the street as women pass carrying their jars with the day's walk. Later we read from Matthew's account in Matthew 1 verses 18 to 20. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break off the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Now, you don't generally tell someone to not be afraid unless there's a likelihood that they're going to either be afraid or in the very near future, they're going to be afraid. Whether it was fear for himself, whether it was fear for Mary or the unborn baby, but fear is a great dissolver of and then you have Joseph and Mary traveling to Bethlehem as described in Luke chapter 2 verses 1 to 7. At the time the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman empire. This was the first census taken when Curianius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for the and and, uh, because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's um, ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for Now, I'm not sure whether you've wandered the streets at all, but when you see people sleeping rough in the street, do you think, don't they look so peaceful? You don't, do you? And here's Mary and Joseph and Jesus sleeping rough in a, in a stall, in an area that's for cattle or for different farm animals, 
And it's not the immediate image that I would have with those animals there and all that was going on, with the stress of thinking about I would rather be in a motel or in someone's house rather than here. That's not the first image that brings... Well, the first thing that I would encourage you to think about is as we think about how close are we at finding peace, then... Don't be surprised if Christmas is not epitome or this that you hope for. Don't. Because think of Joseph, Mary and Jesus, their first Christmas. And that peace may not always be in the way that you imagine it to be. Now, I'm sorry if this bursts your bubble. But before you start calling me the Grinch that stole Christmas peace from you, allow me a few more minutes to sow some seeds of peace that will hopefully bring something special. The first thing is, as I mentioned before, don't set yourself up with unrealistic expectations. Often people can look at Christmas with the expectation that everything just has to be perfect. The company, the food, the gifts, the expressions of appreciation for the effort that you've put into it. But the reality is that we are not perfect and nor are those that we share Christmas. So cut yourself and others around you. If you were to ask Mary and Joseph if everything went according to the way they had envisaged, the way they had imagined, then I think they would laugh and say, but did everything turn out within God's plan? After all, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, it declares that all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message that was declared through his prophet. In other words, it all within God's. Which leads us to the second seed, ask for God's will. That's what Mary did when she responded in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. Another way of putting it um, to Jesus is, Jesus, I want what you want. May your will be done in my life as we celebrate this Christmas. The third seed for peace is found in Joseph's life in Matthew 1.25. But he did not have any sexual relations with her. Oh, no, sorry, that's the wrong verse. Um, uh, Verse 20, it should be. Um, Be flexible where it says, uh, verse 20, as he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Basically, it's saying, hey, you've got to be flexible in this space. Don't be afraid to adapt and to change your plans. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 to 21. As he considered, as Joseph considered, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus and he will save his people from their sin. Now granted an angel may not appear to you this Christmas and tell you that you need to change your plans but being flexible can help you to have a more peace. And in this we also learn from Joseph that doing what God wants is more important than maintaining. I have no doubt that Joseph wanted to protect his image, his reputation. So a quiet cancellation was a good way to protect Mary and Mary's image and his as well. 
But God was more concerned about Joseph's character than his charisma, more concerned about his obedience than his image. So if things don't go according to plan, then may your godly character shine through. May you be a person of peace, of centeredness in those moments. Another seed is perhaps to keep. It's easier to think that bigger is better unless you're a mum about to give birth. Um, For keeping things simple is a great help in finding peace. For Mary and Joseph, if the creator of the universe was prepared to be born in an animal shelter, be wrapped in strips of cloth, and rather than a fancy cot, Jesus was laid in a manger, a feeding trough. Instead of being embarrassed by God and the angels celebrated it, telling others that these two things, these two things would be the indicator, the sign that this was how you would recognize that this baby, beyond all other babies, the Messiah. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God. The last seed for peace is to remember, keep the main thing, the main thing. And that is, this is a God-given opportunity to celebrate God's love for you and for others as we spend this celebrating over Christmas. We have an amazing God. And the Christmas story is not about putting on a grand celebration or the gifts or food. It's an opportunity to remember that Jesus loves you and came that you might have life molded, transformed by, not just as a Christian. Jesus, when... We have a bit of a reality check. We recognize that there's so many things that were happening at the time. Your incarnation of you taking human flesh, so many things that took place that could easily be disruptors, but throughout all for your peace to reign in our life. Lord, help us today. And in this people that posture ourselves, that lean in, that want to take hold in our lives, we ask this. Amen. So as we take some time to respond, what might God be saying to you today as we advent? Well, we've got six seeds that I've referred to there and I'd encourage you to pray through, to think about which of stands out, resonates or kind of connects most with what I'm from God at this, as we prepare for Christmas. To be realistic, to ask for God's will to be done, to be flexible, to be obedient to God which is more important than our own, to keep things simple and to keep the main thing, the main thing, to celebrate God's love for you and for others.
I want to invite you as the music's played to pull out those response cards and to respond to what God be through the message, anything else in this. Let's use it.